Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 14, Creepy Crawly Slithering Thanksgiving. Ah, just another traditional Thanksgiving. Well, here it is. Once upon a time when my son Nickleby was probably only about three years old, we would go up to my parents' house up in the gold country. It was really beautiful. There were a lot of scrub oaks. There were lots of animals, so many deer and all different kinds of blue jays. They lived on a cute little piece of property surrounded by not a forest, but a lot of trees. Nickleby was really good about being in the house and saying hi to grandma and grandpa and helping making cookies and all that kind of thing. But at some point, he just needed to get outside. So the tradition became that I would take him outside and we'd collect stuff and we'd make a fort. And our idea of a fort, it was not in a tree. It wasn't even really a fort like you and I would probably think of a fort. It was basically an area under some trees that Nickleby and I would drag all sorts of little sticks and rocks and make a circle and then we'd sit in it and we'd collect pine cones and pretty leaves and mossy sticks and just cool stuff. Sometimes we even found Indian rubbing stones. I mean, it was kind of, it was cool. That part was really cool. Now he was only three or four at the time. So we had all sorts of really weird stuff that he thought was just great. Well, this particular Thanksgiving, my mom came out to the porch and yelled, Barbara, come on in. Time to get the table set and ready for Thanksgiving. It was a beautiful, cool evening and the wind was picking up a little and Nickleby and I were thinking, what would be fun on that table? And there wasn't a lot of flowers. It wasn't the kind of garden where there was a lot of flowers. So we just decided to start cutting branches of different kinds of plants like manzanita, which there was a ton of. Manzanita has this beautiful red bark. So we're like, oh yeah, that's going to look cool. He's just stuffing his pockets in his little bucket. He's banging along with his little bucket, filling it with mossy sticks and rocks. And we get in the house and my mom had run some burlap down the middle of the table. I think she knew we were going to come in with some pretty weird stuff. And she said, Nickleby and Barbara, why don't you go ahead and make a beautiful arrangement in the middle of the table? So Nicholas and I laid out leaves and moss. And I think he had these little characters that he called his pirate guys. And they were just kind of like Legos, but these little action characters, they're about smaller than your pinky finger. He had the in the arrangement, lots of cool rocks, and then we had this manzanita, and it really did, you all. It looked pretty cool. We had some pine cones, but they weren't the really big ones. They were probably smaller than your fist. We had these things lined up down the table. It looked pretty cool. We got everything set. We had my mom and my dad, my sister and her husband, my brother, and my Uncle Don, and Daniel, and me, and Nickleby. It was eight of us. Lots of food down the table, kind of nestled in between the placemat so that we wouldn't wreck our beautiful centerpiece. All Thanksgiving began. We were cutting the turkey and eating and laughing and having mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and cranberries when my sister said, Barbara, that leaf 
is moving. And I said, like moving? How moving? What do you mean moving? She goes, look at that leaf. It's walking. And I looked and I was like, oh shoot, that's not a leaf. That's a big old beetle. And I said, oh, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I calmly got up and got a glass, put it upside down on the leaf, which was the beetle, scooped a piece of paper underneath it, moved it outside. Everybody started looking at our beautiful centerpiece just a little different. And the warmer the house got, we had the huge stone fireplace roaring and it was just super hot in there and we're all eating and there's all sorts of warm bowls of food. More and more leaves got up and started walking. Apparently, what Nicholas and I had brought in to make our beautiful arrangement in the middle of the table, there was quite a few live animals. There was a fair amount of roly-polies crawling around. There were these big black beetles. There were these brown beetles with kind of green on them. They were kind of cool, actually. But mom was not too pleased, but she never got mad. She was just like, you know what? How about, how about this? How about I'll go put the food in the other room? And dad, why don't you just just scoop up the centerpiece and we'll let them go back to nature. And Nicholas was like, yeah, go back to nature. I'll go watch them. I'll go sit outside and watch them. We're like, no, no, no. We'll just dump them outside and you come on back to dinner. So that's what we did. We ended up the beautiful centerpiece we had made. I think we got to keep one manzanita branch sat on that table. Everything else went outside. Oh, that was pretty funny. It was our beautiful living table arrangement. The next day, this is, oh my gosh, so bad. Mom and dad had a little dog named Babe. Babe was black and white and she wasn't a cocker spaniel. I think she was a Springer spaniel, which is a step up in size. She was super, super cute, always groomed just so. The next day, Nicholas again was getting a little antsy and we wanted to go do something. So we decided, well, let's take Babe for a walk. Even better, there's a small lake that we can drive to that's probably five, 10 minutes away. You have to unlock the gate and go in because the cows will get out. So you have to always make sure that gate is closed. So off we went to the lake to take Babe for a walk. The last thing my dad said before we left the house was, whatever you do, do not let Babe off the leash. I don't want her running away or something happening to her. I'm for sure not going to let her off the leash, Dad. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, you know I was mostly behaving, not always listening. So we got to the gate, opened the gate, went through the gate. And I mean, when I say gate, you all, it is this huge wooden cattle gate that you have to just really, you know, pull one way, pull the other way, put the latch back. We decided to park our car there and walk to the lake. It was a pretty nice day, not super windy, not hot, definitely not hot because here we are in winter, beautiful clouds forming, you know, fair amount of sun. So we're like really enjoying it, taking such a nice little walk with Babe on her leash. Well, we get to the lake. The lake is big enough to fish in for sure. It has its own little pier. It has a raft, which if it was summer, you could swim out to the raft. You could float little like rowboats and things in it, you know, big enough to have fun in. We went down to the water's edge and we're throwing rocks in the water. Babe looked like she was interested in chasing the rocks. So I thought, oh, I bet you she'd like to chase a stick, but it's not very fun when she's on this short leash. Yeah. So I did the big no-no. I took her off the leash and I was like, babe, 
Babe, chase this. This will be super fun. So Babe looks at me and she's like, oh yeah, that will be super fun. But first, let me just run through this bush over here. So she runs through the bush, took her all of two seconds, comes out the other side of the bush. Friends, she has two bloody dots running down the side of her face and she's scratching at her face like it itches. And I thought, well, that's weird. Did she poke herself? Did she get stung by a wasp? What happened? She didn't even cry. There was no sound. She just ran in the bushes, came back out of the bushes. I thought, oh, I'll be like one of those nature survivor people. I'll just slap some mud on it in case it's a bee sting and it'll draw out the poison. So I slapped some mud on her face. So she has this cute little white and black face now covered in brown mud. We're all kind of looking at her and I said, Daniel, I think her face looks a little fatter on that side. Maybe we should take her back home. You know, we should probably just take her back home. And I put her back on the leash. And right about now, I'm like, oh, yay, yay. Dad said, don't let the dog off the leash. Whatever you do, don't let the dog off the leash. And what did I do? Let the dog off the leash. You know, she's not crying. She never once cried. She was just itching at her face. So we had to walk quite a ways to get back to the car. And at some point, Daniel picked her up. He didn't want her scratching at her face. And he really just wanted to get her home. We picked her up. We got her all the way to the gate. We drug the gate open, drug the gate shut, got in the car, drove back to the house. When we got to the house, my dad was outside. Hi, kids. Getting kind of late. I'm glad you're back. We're going to be having some dinner here soon. I said, okay, dad, um, I gotta tell you, I know you said don't let babe off the leash, but I did because I wanted to play in the lake with her. My dad slowly is turning around. He goes, but I told you don't let her off the leash. I'm glad you didn't lose her. I said, yeah, well, I didn't lose her, but she's something bitter in the face. And my dad says, what? And he looks at Babe. And at this point, you all, half of Babe's face looks like it's starting to turn into a water balloon. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's probably not good. I said, Dad, I think I'll call the vet and describe what happened. We're up in the mountains. It's a good 40-minute drive down the mountain, curvy, curvy, hilly streets to get to the vet. So I call the vet and I describe what happened. Yep, she ran in a bush. When she came out of the bush, she had two dots of blood running down her face. And then what he said to me, and I will never forget, he said, ma'am, your dog's been bitten by a rattlesnake and you need to get her to the vet right now or she's gonna die. I'm looking at my dad and he's waiting to hear what the vet said. I was like, okay, thanks. We'll be right there. And I hang up. My dad said, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we need to get her to the vet right now because I'm sorry, dad, but babe got bit in the face by a rattlesnake. (laughs) My dad was, oh, he was so patient. I know he just wanted to scream, but he looked at me. Okay, we'll go get the dog. Put the dog in the car. He took off like a flash and went to the vet. He got back later that day and said they had to keep her for observation and they had given her some sort of shots of something to help with the swelling. By the time he left, her head was puffed up like a balloon. Her entire head. She was not happy. Poor little babe stayed at the vet four days. Four days, three nights at the vet. Poor little girl. When we picked her up, the vet said... Well, we're just very, very lucky because her head had swollen up to the size of a football and was very bumpy, but she's fine now. And I am telling you all, the next time that dog saw me, she stayed clear away from me. She said, I don't trust you. Why'd you take me off the leash? Oi, 
yoy yoy. And that is the story of creepy crawly and slithering Thanksgiving. Oh, I wish I was a better listener. See you later. Bye.